Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Text Explaining. This is Stephanie, and I'm here with Rob, Brett, and Mark. And once again, we're back after a short break. We've Who, are time off. <laughs> Who are you people? Who are you people? I, I think it's just the way we roll now, isn't it? It's like we do a show yeah. six months off, do another show six months <laughs> off. Yeah, these it's shows are tiring. Quality. It's not quality. I blame Mark. It was Mark's fault last week. I th- no, we all quiet quit the show is what we did. So. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good segue into the topic today, huh? That was excellent. <laughs> so I, I I must admit, you, you guys started kicking around the subject and uh, I was like, quiet quitting, okay? Uh, it's not a term that I've heard. Maybe I've been under a rock or something like that. And it's one of those that within about two hours, uh, it was on the news, on Sky News over here in the UK. They're talking about quiet quitting. I'm like, well, this was handy. (laughs) (laughs) Now I know what it is. (laughs) Well, for those who don't know what it is, would someone like to explain what quiet quitting is? Well, I can give you the Sky News angle, if you like. (laughs) Go for it. Well, yeah, so I, I guess it's uh, really to do with um, you know, the fact that there's a lot of people working from home now um, and uh, the engagement um, between those those people and, and actually what they're, they're doing is their, their job has has changed. Um, and, you know, keep, keeping that engagement going through the working days is, is, is sometimes quite challenging for them um, to the point where maybe it rolls around to, to 4 p.m. or something like that. And if we were in the office, in a working environment uh we might uh you know carry on doing what we need to to do up until uh, 5 p.m or 6 p.m when we leave the office uh but uh instead you know you don't take on anything more uh that that day uh and just really not putting in the uh, the amount of effort that you used to do um and this is something that potentially could also lead to a quiet firing scenario as well where uh you know, managers might actually stop their engagement with you because they see that you're not as engaged as you were and uh yeah before you know it somebody's you know, leaving the organization or uh is, is forced to quit is that pretty much it or <laughs> yeah i think is that's it, it. so it? i guess we're i guess uh, thank y'all for listening that's been a great show <laughs> <laughs> all right let's quit no no i i think that's it you know and in um we're, we're doing a lot of work with the uh like a future of, of digital work, the digital workplace and quite quitting is, is just heavily into that strategy. Uh, it's so heavy in that strategy because it, it really COVID-19 changed everything. It really did. Um, you know, people are putting more emphasis on lifestyle rather than work life. And, um, you know, that's, it's not necessarily, I, I wouldn't say it's a, it's a thing of quiet quitting. It's just, I think we were we were working people too hard, and it's just kind of truing up that um, that spirit of work um, to where you do have more balance in your life, right? And 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 you're not working, you know, 25 or 26 hours a day, you know, overnight and into that constantly. You really are um, able to uh, to 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 see the light and say, you know what, I I need to like I need to step back and I need to take a break and I need to like rest and, and rejuvenate my, my spirit, you know, whereas before COVID I, I, I didn't do it enough, near enough, you know, and I think COVID changed a lot of that. At least it did for me. Well, and I think there's another aspect to quiet quitting though. And that's the people who are kind of disgruntled about everything. And they're like, well, I've got, you know, they, they know they've got, they have other options because of the great resignation and all the hiring that went on. So they don't have to work as hard. What's, 
what is the impact? They can't replace me right now because nobody can hire anybody right now. And so I think there's a lot of that kind of settled in there too. So that, uh, yeah, I've worked hard today. It's four o'clock. I'm just going to you know take off because, because they feel like that they can. Um, so I think beyond the fact that a lot of people are finding that work-life balance finally there's another subset that are like a little disgruntled and they're like this is i'm giving i'm willing to give what i'm willing to give um type of mindset you know i i put a thing out on on facebook the other day about um you know can you tell me a time of of when you've had to work multiple hours a day maybe sleep at the office go buy a sleeping bag or whatever and i got a lot of feedback on that and it was really kind of relating to the show um in that almost universally everybody that responded was like yeah i've had to do that man it sucked and i will never ever ever do that again you know because it really is it, 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 it i don't know if that would have been the answer pre covid i think it was just like that's just the lifestyle that's just what we do um and and now post covid it's it's like not only will i never do that again i'll never work for an organization that makes their people do that again right so i think from a like transformation uh, perspective there is a leadership component to this too because i don't i don't know that you can manage people the way you could uh before people you know especially the millennials and and uh, gen z's specifically uh i do a lot of tutoring of high school and, and young college students and stuff and they expect leaders to lead with empathy they really do expect them to have a sense of empathy of their situation and, and um, you know, have a sense of transparency, have a sense of trustworthiness, not, not just, Hey, I'm the, I'm your boss. I'm going to scream at you on the phone until you do what I say and just beat you into submission. I believe that those days are over. Um, they might not be for some of us older people, <laughs> you know, because we still uh, report into a lot of the, um, you know, the, 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 the previous generation uh, that, that does manage that way. But I, I don't, I don't think that's going to be the norm or is the norm even now going forward. Well, I have an opinion about that. I think that we're in a weird time in history now where there is like the great resignation, I think how did a lot to, to change people's mindsets about how they address work and almost, you know, I know I hate to use the word entitled, but almost like a certain entitlement about what they expect from work. Uh, and I think, if we do roll into a recession, it's a hard recession, we're going to find a balance and it's going to start to balance that out a little bit. Because you know what? Sometimes you you do have to put in the extra hours. It, it's part of life. I mean, I think you can do it in a kind way and not be expected all the time, but sometimes it's required. And I think that if you're like, well, I'm never going to work for a company that requires that, then you may be in for a rude awakening. No, 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 um, no. I, that's that's not it. it that's, that's kind of what I'm saying, but not, not entirely. Because I think... My point is that, you know, you have to trust your leaders, right? They have to be open and transparent with you so that when they do ask you to do that, sometimes they're going to ask you to do that. Hey, we've got a deployment. We need to work the weekend or whatever. You've got to get it done. We've got to get it done as a team. If that's the norm and you're working every weekend where many people did in the past, right? I think that's where it goes off the rails, um, I think if you are, if it's not the norm and the, the lead, your leader says, we need to do this and you trust that they've done everything they can to prevent this and, and all of that, the buy-in is a lot better. And I think the commitment will be a lot stronger as opposed to it being, well, it's another weekend, we got to work or whatever. Cause I mean, I've, I've been locked in a room for weeks on end, right? Weeks on end uh, for, for things that have gone wrong or deployments or whatever it may be. 
Um, and that's just no way to live. It really isn't. Um, yeah. you know, I've, and, and that was the norm, <laughs> you know, but if it's not the norm, um, I think it's easier to, to get the commitment. Um, and I think you'll have strong commitment from people that do it when they need or needed to, they have to understand that what they're doing though, um, adds value to the world. I mean, it's not just, Hey, you know, somebody messed this up. We all got to work the weekend or whatever. No, you have to have that, that, that kind of culture of purpose, right. And, and what you're doing contributes to the overall, whether it's a strategy of the organization, it makes the world better. I, I don't know what that is, but you know, th that's another key thing that I think that people look for is that if I'm doing this and it's really going to change lives, it's going to impact people. It's easier for me to justify in my head. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to spend the time away from my family for two weeks in a row uh, to get this done. Uh, no, I, I think I you nailed it that. there. And then, so, so one of the, uh, the exercises that we've been working on um, over the last uh, year or so is, is, is actually looking at all of the team members, uh, values their, their personal values and and how they align with uh the organizational values and, and so on as well um even to the point where you know we're, we're, we're creating uh, affirmations and so on for each individual and and looking at creating goals that actually align with all of that so that they're meet the, the goals that they're uh creating for themselves it could be a personal goal it could be uh, a professional goal it doesn't matter it's just getting people into that mindset and what i think we've seen as a result is everybody's slowed down but in a good way and including myself, um, I'm I'm not the idiot running from meeting to meeting or from conference to conference now. Um, I don't, uh, that drive is, is really changed, but I feel like I'm doing more by doing less, if that makes sense. <laughs> and uh, I, I think we're seeing the same thing with uh, with yeah, the, the team as well. They're, um, they're, they're actually achieving some great things, but they're not working ridiculous hours like they used to. So I think we have a problem on the other side. Occasionally, we have slowed down to some level. I think we've slowed down too much and I think it's hurting our careers. Um, and let me explain myself because I absolutely believe in boundaries and I believe that we were all burnt out. Me personally, I slept for five weeks when COVID, like right after COVID hit, like I slept hard, right? I was, I was overextended. I know that, but I, what I'm seeing now is like a complete refusal to go back to the way things were, which again, I understand, but you may as a leader, at least in our, let's just give the example, we're all in tech as a leader in the tech industry for you to just draw a line and say, I will never work after five o'clock is my time with my family. When you use words like never. What does that mean? It means you're going to limit yourself. What if you're part of a global organization and you have the opportunity to work with someone in another country, right? Then you're saying, I prioritize my family over that opportunity to work with someone in another country, which is fine. If that's what's important to you, that's fine. But what we also sometimes see is that same person will come back and be like angry because they didn't get the promotion. And what you have to keep in mind is that if you're the one who's not extending in, in doing the extra mile, sometimes you are going to lose that opportunity for a promotion because somebody else has. And, and I think we forget that that level of competition can still be present. And, and you could argue, well, you know, I, I shouldn't have to work after hours to get a promotion. No, but in a highly competitive environment, if someone else is and they're willing to do those things, 
are they still going to be the one promoted? There's a good chance they are. Um, same thing for going into the office. Do you have to go into the office? No. But I can tell you when I've gone into the office, you know, last week I went to the office, didn't have to. We had an event that was hybrid. I could have joined the event from home. But do you know that my regional general manager and another one of my executive leadership was in the office that day? And do you know that I got to have some dedicated time with both of them, both in the office and at the happy hour that, that followed that? Did I get some really fantastic opportunities put in front of me because I had that engagement? Yes, I did. So, so yes, you can stay home and yes, you can draw those lines, um, but don't sit there and be upset when your opportunities are limited, right? And, and I feel like that's a little bit, when you go back to that quiet quitting, I'm upset because I'm not getting new opportunities. I'm upset because I don't feel like me, 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 me. What has someone done for me lately? What has someone put in my plate? What has someone dropped in my lap? That's not what it is. This is your career and you need to go get those opportunities. And if you can't do it from eight to five, sometimes there's more opportunity when you extend yourself. So I can get off my soapbox for, for a minute, but <laughs> that's where I sit. Like I, I am frustrated at everyone who just sits back and waits instead of really going after it. And I don't think we have to work 80 hour weeks to do that. I'm saying stop drawing the line every time, always. I'm never doing that. Those words are not productive to your career. So I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I, I feel like we need a balance. We need we need better balance when, when we go after this stuff. Well, and if you're never willing to work past that 5 p.m., if that's your line, then do you really love what you do? Shouldn't we at least be like, you know, do something that you enjoy doing? Like, oh, I may not, you know, want to work after five, but yeah, it's, it's, if it's required sometimes, if I've got to meet with somebody globally who, you know what, that's really early for them or really late for them. I mean, I, I don't see that being a, that huge a deal. I mean, if you've got something you can't move, fine. I'm not saying prioritize work over life, but I'm mm -hmm. saying that you can still give more when needed to help everybody succeed. I'm ingesting you know all this. This is this is <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, no, no, I agree. Um, there is <laughs> yeah. so so I've I've got a couple things right. So I'm in a different work situation, probably more similar now to to Mark and and uh, Steph right now. Um, but you know, I work in a global organization, and like I live in Nashville. Um, if I go to the office in Nashville, there's not one person on my team that's in Nashville in the office or in Nashville. Period. Right. So. I'll just go to the office and I'll sit around and I might see a few leaders, whatever around, not related to me. And that's cool to make those connections, but it would, you know, I'll still be talking on the same teams calls as, as you know, with my laptop phone or whatever, um, as I would be if I was at home. So there is some, um, you know, I think we've mitigated the issue of, of like proximity bias, right. Where, you know, people that are, are there, um, and people that go to the office and are around people that, um, you know, the, the, tend to get more, um, you know, more work thrown their way, more whatever. Um, I don't, I don't think we have a, an issue with that. Um, and I think a lot of that comes down to tooling, right? Um, we've had, I mean, since I joined the organization that I work for now, I mean, we, we've had kind of an anytime, anywhere work mentality um, for since 2006, right? Since well before, you know, any of this stuff was a, was a thing and, and people feeling empowered and um, compelled to work, whether it's in the office, it's hybrid, or it's on the go. I mean, I find myself working a lot on the go, um, you know, is is 
something that that I do that a lot of my team or all my team does really. Um, and we don't really we don't really think it as it of uh, think of it as okay. I'm missing family time or I'm missing this or that. I'll never work past five. Um, that's not really a thing where I work. Um, but I could see where that stance could be taken on a pretty hard, like, you know, Hey, it's five o'clock. I'm going home. You know, I've clocked in my time. I'm done. Um, we are not seeing that here internally with, with, with us. Um, and, and I think it is because of the tooling, because of the intense, um, shift to, we don't care where you work. Um, and we're not paying you for where you work. We're paying you for the work that you do. Um, so that's a key leadership strategy, right? That, that we force from the top uh, down to where it's, you know, people, you know, it doesn't matter where you, if you're at the beach, I don't care, you know, just get your job done. If it takes you 40 hours, that's great. If it takes you 60 hours or 10 hours, I don't care. Go do and be the best authentic self, your authentic self that you can be. Um, and as long as you bring that, which many, you know, almost everybody does, um, we as a team and as a firm will be successful. Mm-hmm. So just a, a kind of a counterpoint, it's not, I'm not disagreeing yeah. with what you say, uh, <laughs> but it's just a counterpoint that my experience is, is not that I don't, I don't think I've ever had somebody go, Hey, it's five o'clock. I'm like, you know, don't call me. I'm out. Um, people go on PTO and stuff like that. And I try to respect that and always try to respect that. And, and everything. And, but if they, if they answer an, uh, you know, an e- email or I am, um, and I didn't know their own PTO, then yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll respond. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, I don't know if that's wrong. I probably is, but, <laughs> but I don't know. Well, I, know mean, I, I just want to put a counterpoint out there to say it's, it's, you know, it, it really, it probably just depends on the organization, how it's structured, the strategy you have in place to support your people inside and outside of working hours. I'm, I'm, I still think that anytime that you can be in person, more gets done and and you're missing those water cooler conversations. And we have not figured that out from a digital perspective. Um, yeah. You know, we were trying to explain this to one of our um, new, new people. Um, he's new to the U S and trying to meet people and on one singular project all the time. And, you know, he was, he was just wanting to network and get to know people and hardly anybody showed up you know, for, this was a a while ago, a different event. And, you know, maybe four people showed up and he was really bombed. He's like, how do I get to know people? And we were kind of explaining to him, like, Hey, you have to like make an effort and reach out and schedule time, like block time and say, Hey, I'm so-and-so I'm just trying to get to know people. I'd like some time on your calendar. Can we meet? You have to make this like very purposeful time to go network with people and to make connections that you don't have naturally. Um, so I think sometimes in a, in a really large organization, those that have been around for a really long time, forget that the new people don't know anyone and they don't know how to meet people. And our young people, I worry that we're not doing enough for them. And this is part of potentially why they're quiet quitting. There's no loyalty there because they come in, they do a job and and they're done. There's no loyalty to anybody. They don't know enough people. They don't um, have a network of people to lean on when they're frustrated and to ask questions. And we're not necessarily of the mindset that we need to teach them how to do this because those that know don't necessarily engage with those people. And, and don't have that feedback from them. The number one request, everybody wants more mentorship, right? Everybody does. Everybody wants more of that. And and how do you do that as a new person who doesn't know who you're quote unquote allowed mm. to reach out to? Turns out you can reach out to anybody you want to, but you may not feel in, empowered 
to do that as a young person. So I guess I, I question, yeah, you know, it may feel like it's fair and it may feel like everybody has opportunity, but you don't know who's at home by themselves sitting essentially in a virtual corner, not networking because they've not been there long enough or maybe don't have the experience in the industry long enough to know what's possible and what they need to be doing. Um, so I, I don't know, I, I'm a big proponent of at least hybrid. And I think that you can make it valuable. Like you said, Rob, you know, nobody's in the office right now. It's not worth your time. Uh, you know, Microsoft, what is it? Microsoft Places that's coming to kind of help us figure out like who's in the office, who needs to be in the office together. I think that stuff's going to end up being really valuable because how else do you coordinate that? Like I'm begging people to come in the office. Please come in. I want to hang out with you. I want to get to know you. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm ranting again, but I I just I feel like there's so much loss, and I feel like those of us that have been around for a while forget what it's like to be new and to be young and to need some of those additional soft skills that we've picked up just by being around in the office that that people don't have that opportunity anymore. But we're still going to figure that out because yeah, all because of this whole remote work, they've expanded where you can live and work. I don't live anywhere near an office. If I wanted to go into an office, I'm like a six hour drive away. Right. So it's, <laughs> it's for some people, it's simply, I, I agree it's important, but I don't think the answer is, well, you got to be in the office some. I still think we have to figure that out because it's not an option for everybody. But wouldn't it be oh, valuable the, well, to have the... an event that, that they fly you in for? Like we used to do training all in one place. They don't do that anymore. You know, I, that I would be one way you could have met people. To pick up on that point, uh, so so we, we've had, uh, you know, obviously a much more, smaller organization, but um, during the pandemic, we had two new hires and um, both of them were relatively disengaged, just as, as you've explained. Uh, that transformed completely for one of them because we brought them over to the UK. They were in a different country, brought them to the UK and they met with everybody, they hung out with everyone. And not just during that time, but afterwards, uh, the, the engagement has, uh, has, has really increased. And um, there's so much respect for that person uh, than uh, yeah, the, what they used to be before that, that trip happened. And um, yeah, with the other person, I think we need to do the same thing <laughs> because uh, yeah, at the moment that it, it doesn't feel right. Mark is our is our resident um, Oculus Pro user uh, expert here. Yeah. Does does the uh, does the metaverse um, play a, a role here? I mean, I think it's yet to be seen because I've had experiences, you know, in VR where it was it was it did feel more like community. I think I've shared the story before about attending a keynote with John White in Altspace VR, where we were both standing in the same room and like reacting and looking at each other, and that that was. That was cool, but I already had that relationship with him. So it wasn't actually me staring at an avatar. It was, I know this guy, he may be in Canada, but you know, it's really, it was still really cool to interact with him. Um, but I, I'm seeing like the new stuff they're coming out with, like with the avatars and stuff for teams. It's like, is that going to help or hurt? Cause it allows you to be even more disconnected from engaging with people because now you're not on camera, your avatar's on camera. So <clears throat> I don't think and your avatar does not look like you. It's the best I can do right now. They don't make things that <laughs> they don't make things that are that good looking in VR yet. So, yeah, I think I think we're a couple of years out for that being a thing. Um, I don't know that Meta knows what the metaverse is uh, at this point. I don't, you know, I think if you talk to ten different employees at Meta, you would get ten different answers. What the strategy is there? 
It is cool. Some of the meeting stuff they've got with the whiteboarding and all that, really, really, really cool stuff. Um, but the, um, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm kind of in the Stephanie camp, is that you're never going to be able to replace the, the just the tactile, uh, you, you know, feeling you get of sitting in the room with somebody or mm-hmm. going to eat lunch or dinner or or whatever, that, that, that soft skills or that just need for human connection um for that and mark just threw up his avatar and that is hysterical but (laughs) (laughs) but um but yeah so i mean i i i don't i don't know um i don't know that the technology's there um yet to 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 um mark you're killing me (laughs) 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 with his avatar but um yeah so i mean i I don't know that the technology's there it's rapidly evolving though it really really is But I'm on. I'm in Stephanie's camp on that on that point. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, think, I've been at home for so long. I mean, I, I, um, you know, I really need to be around people right now. I mean, I need to, I need to be in the room with people or or having at a bar or whatever it may be. You know, just, um, it, it's it's um, it's been a long time. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to bug. Like I take every single opportunity I can to get out, and I, you know, I can sympathize with Mark and and being further away. Um, I guess what disappoints me is that across the board, we see a lot of people not wanting to spend money on travel um, because it saves on budget. And I guess my question is, I understand that, but, um, you know, there is also a cost to attrition in our quiet quitters. And we need to balance um, those that don't have as many, like Mark, they don't have as many opportunities to engage. Um, Mark's okay because he can go visit clients, right? But but are there people within our organizations um, that maybe need some of that FaceTime like Brett was talking about that would really be a game changer for them and for the organization? And if you're investing on bringing someone on board, can they come in at least once? once they've been hired, bring them in, onboard them in person, do something, get the team together, whatever. I think there's, I think there's a tremendous amount of value in that. And and surely Brett, your experience has been um, kind of in alignment with that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, it wasn't just a case of working at the office, you know, we spent, uh, I think it was like three weeks in, in total hanging out, <laughs> uh, you know, that, come and join us with our family we went on a trip to London and, and so on so there was some great getting to know each other um not not just with me but with uh yeah the, the rest of the staff too so well and the other thing yeah. that's really happened with this remote workforce is you're constantly in back to back to back to back to back meetings mm-hmm. and so there is no opportunity for water cooler chat and in fact when a meeting starts and it's all just chit chat about not, not what the meeting's about, it's almost frustrating. Like I've got a lot of meetings I can get to. I don't need small talk. Let's let's actually get to what the meeting's about. And it's it's you know this is where things like Viva Insights can actually help you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not to throw a product <laughs> pitch into this, but that's I, I think one of the great v- things though. Viva Insights, I think, is is for, for me. Well, that and goals is is probably the the two primary uh, modules that I th- think will be uh, really valuable. Connect, I'm not quite getting yet. <laughs> it's uh, you know, uh, it's because it's called connections, you, and I'll walk you. Well, through sorry, that. connections. And, and, sorry, yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> but but the, adapt, the, the the adaptive cards, um, you know, they're not bringing much to the table yet. That's going to help people network with each other, as as far as I can tell. But uh, maybe that will change. Well, the other big piece of connections is that newsfeed, and people always kind of leave that to the end. But that's a huge part 
of that engagement is seeing the news feed for the things you care about and that interest you. Yeah. So I think, yeah, a lot of organizations, I'm sorry, I'm on my connection soapbox, but when they look at connections, they like focus on the dashboard and they forget yeah. the other pieces to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it's really used in, in total. It's a great tool, but yeah, I'll get off my soapbox. Sorry. Soapbox. That's a good point. I, I think in a company uh, our size, it's somebody taking the time to write the news. <laughs> you know, that's the the, the challenge. Um, I, I don't know how that scales to uh, to your organizations, but um, yeah, it's it, it's so few and far between that somebody would uh, would do that. Yeah, everybody already knows everything that's going on because we're a small company. So, well, yeah. So you got me talking about it, but things like Viva Engage, like you get those storyline posts and your status updates and little videos. Those show up on your newsfeed now. So you can actually use your newsfeed to be social and to communicate and mm-hmm. like and comment and react mm-hmm. to what people are doing. So it's more than about consuming newsfeed. It's about engaging with the people you work with every day. So yep. you know, I think that's right. one piece, that's one piece of tech that um I, you know, I'd love to see more people using. And I know people always cringe when you say Yammer, um, which is basically what Viva Engage is. But um, I think, you know, we're also connected with each other on social media, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. If we can get through that mindset of, oh, it's Yammer at work, there is a lot of value on those stories and storylines to to be able to stay connected and engage with each other. Because I, you know, we always joke now that we don't need um, class reunions anymore. I'm like, well, what would I need to go back to a class reunion for? I don't need to see those people. I know what they're up to. Um, if we adopted that mentality with something like Viva Engage, you know, maybe we could work through some of this where we don't feel like we're connected to other people when we're working from home. Um, but I really haven't seen, I have not seen the uptick in that and, you know, just people being open to using, not internally, I'm just talking in general terms. I haven't seen a big push to move back to Yammer. Um, so I don't know, it'll be interesting to see if that one will take off or not. I think it's critical. I think we, we kind of have a, a mindset block when it comes to Yammer, where we're just not too sure about it. We should get Spence on the show. We can talk about that. <laughs> but you could definitely start using this for to think about things like quiet quitting. It's a great way to let people feel more engaged and it's not so much work focused, right? You can bring a little more of yourself in these like some of those storyline posts and things like that. So I I don't know. I think it's it's a great tool. I didn't mean to take this into like any sort of product pitch at all about quiet quitting, but I do think it's I mean, a the, the title tool. of the show is tech explaining. I mean, we could talk tech once in a while. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> more tech, less explaining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we do a lot of that explaining thing. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, I mean, that, I think this is uh, this is a great conversation. Um, I, I really am curious as to what people in the world uh, think about this. I mean, are we are we spot on with our feeling or with our feeling around this, or you know, are you are you really um, you know seeing something different? So if you do, please reach out to us at info at net, and we would love to hear back from you because I, I think I think this is something that's ever evolving. It feeds into the whole strategy for where all of us are going. I think not just us on the show, but our listeners as well. Um, so shoot us an email, let us know what you're, what you're thinking, what you're feeling about this. And otherwise we'll be, um, I guess this is going to be a wrap and we will, um, hit you guys up with another show, hopefully within the next couple weeks, not months, No promises. (laughs) but, um, you know, I hope, I hope the listeners, I hope you guys have, have missed us as much as we've missed doing the show together. 
Um, it's it's always a great time to, uh, you know, for me and Brett and and Mark to talk, and then Stephanie to come in and just lay Blows it down. away. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> that's why I'm here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I would very much like to put a show together whilst we're in uh, Copenhagen. <laughs> so uh, if we could make that happen, that'd be great. Look for it. Cool. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening and we will return with a new show very soon. And um, I guess that's a wrap. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Take care guys. Thanks,